Hello, Evertonians, and to all the Copites tuning into this episode, a warm welcome to the All Together Now Everton podcast. I'm your host, Tony Scott. This is a free podcast, and if you're interested in three Everton podcasts per week direct to your device, why not subscribe to our Patreon channel? You'll find that on all our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Search for the All Together Now Everton podcast. On with this month's free episode, on a day that former Liverpool manager Rafael Benitez is appointed officially as the Everton manager. Still can't believe I'm saying that. No better to get the opinion of a man who <laughs> plays hundreds of matches under Rafa Benitez, lifting numerous trophies in the process. Sky Sports, Jamie Carragher. Jamie, what's your initial reaction to the to the appointment? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Same as you and everyone else. I can't help but smile. Uh, I can't. I think... Uh, I can't believe it's happened, if I'm being totally honest, but it's one of those where I just, uh, I'm going to sit back and watch it unfold because I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Now, when I spoke to you um, just shortly after Carlo Ancelotti left Everton a couple of weeks ago, you threw Rafa's name in straight into the ring straight away. Was that just your instant reaction that it, it just seemed to be that like, this could be actually a good fit or was it just what kind of winds me up? I mean, I've done a newspaper column on it and uh, I did believe it in that when I saw the names linked and I'd spoken to Rafa, uh, he'd done some punditry work with me for CBS. We'd done the Europa League final. He was desperate to get back into management. He, he's a guy who will manage clubs after Everton. He's he His old DNA is is about managing and that's that's why he's take this, taking this really brave move because if he's not involved in football, he almost... He doesn't know what he's doing here in some ways. Uh, so he was desperate for a job. And when I saw the names linked with Everton, when Ancelotti went, if you take the emotion out of it, he was streets ahead of everybody else on that list. Now, it's easy for me to, to do a newspaper column and say, Everton should appoint Rafa Benitez. Did I believe they would? No. And as I said, it is easy for me to say, but to actually then make the decision, is a really, really brave move. So, no, I didn't think it would ever happen, if I'm being honest. But he ticks, for me, a lot of boxes I think you need as an Everton manager. And if it wasn't for the Liverpool connection, he'd be an absolute chewing. But I totally get the reaction of Everton supporters because I don't think Liverpool supporters would, would have liked, uh, you know, Manchester United manager coming to to uh, to Liverpool or, you know... I, an Everton manager who's been really successful mm. as well. And it's not just a Liverpool manager, it's a successful Liverpool manager and a manager who Liverpool supporters loved. That probably that possibly makes it more difficult for Everton fans to get their heads around because I think if Everton announced Brendan Rodgers, for instance, yes, you'd have the Liverpool thing in the background, but you'd still say, no, he's, he's, he's a really good manager, but he's done at Leicester, we'd have him. And the Liverpool fans didn't love him anyway. So you'd almost get that type of, I think, reaction. But with Rafa, because there was such a strong bond with Liverpool supporters, I think that makes it more difficult for, for Everton and their supporters to sort of, you know, buy into. You, you say that, like a lot of Blues I've spoken to over the past couple of weeks, and quite a lot of them, it's nothing to do with the Liverpool connection. It's to do with the fact that... Oh, Honestly, Jamie, I'm telling you straight. It's every, every one of them is saying to me, yeah, oh, like, take away the Liverpool thing away for the second. Um, the man has done nothing for years. 
he's done... See, this, this, go on, get, get to this, because this is the biggest load of nonsense. Well, OK, right. Uh, he got, bomb, got bombed out of Real Madrid after six months, okay. was it? Tony before, Tony, before you go any further, right? Go on. Who would Everton going to get who's at the top in football as a manager? Nuno Espirito Santo. He's not at the top of football. He's well, he, nothing yeah, but he, he does in football. But he, he's overachieved with Wolves to get where they are. Now, at least he's done well. He you, got you'd, to... have had, you'd have had Sancho above Rafa Benitez, even if you take the Liverpool connection out. Yeah, because Sancho's done something recently. He got Wolves to seven. Like he got them into the quarterfinals of the Europa League. On, a, on basically had the best players sold last season. He's done really well with them. Now you, you, you were about to say you were about to say on a shoestring budget you do know the background there. I, I, all I those do, I do, I there. get that. But you've got to take into context. Benitez has done nothing for years, nothing. Okay, so what what could it, the clubs he was at then? So he went to Napoli, and this is not me just defending. Yeah, Rafa Benitez, my old manager. This is I, I just don't like it when I hear people be so. I think people are quite disrespectful to managers, not just Everton fans. A lot of people. And I think Everton fans are really disrespectful to the job David Moyes done at their club. I've argued that before. Mm. But when you're talking about Rafa Benitez, I mean, what did you did you expect him to win at Newcastle? Win trophies? They haven't won a trophy since 1960. I mean, he went. People keep mentioning China. He went to China for a few quid. I mean, who's bothers about what the results were like? I mean, even if he'd have won the Chinese league, no one's going to be interested one bit. He was at Napoli, and Juventus were absolutely dominating everything, and he beat them in a cup final. And that's what you'll want him to do as an Everton manager. He went to Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea are a top side. He's only there six months. And he won the Europa League. I mean, I'm not quite sure what you actually want him to do. Now, you're saying he's not at the top where he was before, say, competing for, you know, the Champions League or whatever. But if he was, he wouldn't go to Everton. So I don't understand the argument from yourself or or the Blues you've spoke to saying, oh, he's not at the top of his game. Everton aren't getting a manager at the top of the game. So you've either got to get a young, up-and-coming manager who you think's on the cusp of something big, or a manager who's been at the top and is on the way down, if you like, or he can't get those top jobs because, like Ancelotti, like Rafa, maybe a Jose Mourinho right now in, in terms of when he went to Tottenham, he's now gone to Roma. Because they've, they've managed that many top clubs, there's nowhere else for them to really go. Well, another point that Blues didn't want him is the football that he serves up. Now, you played under him, Jamie. Now, mm. listen, he, and this is one thing that was pointed at him at Newcastle. It's not nice to watch. Yet the Newcastle fans mm. love him, but it's not nice to watch, is it? And Carlo yeah. Ancelotti had lots of questions through Adam last season for the football he served up. This is going to be just as bad. OK, Tony, what type of football have Everton's most successful teams played? Don't try and tell me and go back to 1970 of uh, the School of Science. I watched Howard Kendall's teams. I watched tape after tape of that team when I was a kid. Let's not kid ourselves. This was total football. This was a mix of great football with a lot of direct play. I actually watched the the most famous game in the history of Everton is Bayern Munich at home. I watched that game for a book I did, uh, The Greatest Games. I, I did that game and I watched the full 90 minutes again. Every time ever, Neville Southall got the ball, he kicked it long. Every free kick ever had, he kicked it long. Now, football has moved on a little bit from that. And I'm not trying to say that that team is just a long ball team. But they had two big centre-forwards with six foot. They got a lot of goals from set-piece, a lot of goals from long throw-ins. Now, let's not kid ourselves that Everton are this free-flowing, ticky-tack of football team. I don't believe that is the football Everton fans want to see. Joe Royal's team, wasn't that? It was known as the Dogs of War. So they're the two teams who've won trophies in the last 30 years. Now, Rafa Benitez is not a long ball merchant. But he likes balance. He likes uh, his team to score goals and defend well. He does. There's no, there's no getting away from that. Uh, and when it works perfectly, 
you'll get great football. And at times, when you don't do so well or you draw nil-nil, the criticism will come out, oh, Rafa's born, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. He's a, he's a, he's a manager who wants balance within his team. But I just think it's, a, it's nonsense when I hear Everton fans say, oh, the football he plays. You, if, you, if you've got an Eddie Howen or a Graham Potter, you'd all say, oh, he, can't, he doesn't know how to defend. He, his teams can't defend. And you said exactly the same when Martin has come in. Well, I'm just I, was even the... I, was at, I was at Martinez's first game before you go any further. I think oh, it was yeah. West Brom at home or it was someone and, they drew, and you drew nil-nil and I was at that game and there was people groaning at the time when they were playing it out from the back. So let's not kid ourselves that Everton want to play like Barcelona. They don't and they shouldn't do because I don't think that's Everton type of football and it never has been. But it's, it's like these three liquids in a cocktail so to speak so you've got the Liverpool connection you've got the defensive minds of manager and the manager that hasn't won much recently but I, I totally get it because Everton fans and I've said this on our podcast plenty of times we need to be realistic here we haven't won a trophy for 20 odd years well, we are what, now Tony, seeing Tony Tony yeah. can, can you let the can you let the listeners into a the manager you told me you thought he should go for you know you said about Evertonians being oh, realistic yeah I've I've threw about like, as long as every Everton fan we've threw I've threw lots of names into the mix. I've I've said one minute Santo. I've said no one no, no, Lampard, no 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 Lampard. I've said another one. Um, Tony Tony, yeah. go on. The manager you text me. Go on. No, you told me you said I'd throw I'd throw the bank I'd throw the lot out. Oh, Conte, yeah, I'd throw the bank out. <laughs> I would because if you can get Ancelotti, why can't you get Antonio Conte? Oh my God, you you just said Evertonians are going to be realistic. And you, you think Everton should have got Conte? Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say. Some, because, because the ownership that we've got, it gets ahead of yourselves because we've got the money and we've attracted James Rodriguez and Carlo Ancelotti and all that. So you get ahead of yourself thinking like that. But at the same token, you take a step back and you go, hang on, we haven't won a trophy for 25 years here. We are now seen as a mid-table. So forget about the backing. But a party of things, yeah, we're still Everton. We're still, even though we haven't won a carrot for 20-odd years, we're still... a class ourselves as a big club so you've got to get that fine balance and that's why a lot of Evertonians over the last three weeks have chopped and changed their minds so much I've, I've threw about five or six names into the mix I'm sure lots of Everton fans have but I don't think this one will the thing is Jamie he's, he's put himself under massive massive pressure straight away because the, the fan base majority of the fan base is against them straight from the off so I'm asking the question how does he win them over straight away well, Rafa Benitez is not going to be someone who wins them over with his words. He's not that type of emotional guy. He's very cold in some ways, and that makes him the manager that he that he is. The reason I think he's the perfect manager for Everton, taking away the Liverpool connection is, I think he's different to Ancelotti. In that I think Ancelotti was a manager who won big trophies at big clubs. I think Rafa Benitez has, has had his most success at clubs who are fighting the big clubs. And what I mean by that is he was very successful at Valencia uh, against Barcelona and Real Madrid. He then comes to Liverpool and his first two years at Liverpool, he won a, or first three years, he won a Champions League, an FA Cup and got to a Champions League final. And at that stage, we weren't great. They, they were not Rafa Benitez's best Liverpool teams. His best Liverpool teams came after that and we didn't win anything. So when he was like fighting against, say, Mourinho at Chelsea or Ferguson at Manchester United in those first two or three years when he didn't really have the, the tools to really go up against them in terms of match them, really. But we, but we were successful. We were fighting against them. He created a fight with uh, Jose Mourinho in those first two or three years when no one else could beat him. And he goes to Napoli and wins against Juventus in a cup final. But where he did struggle 
was Inter Milan and Real Madrid, where he had the Galacticos, he, he had the treble winners from Inter Milan. It didn't work. So he's actually had success for teams who were fighting against the teams at the top at that time. And that's what Everton are. Everton are a team, and I've been for a long time, who were almost trying to break into that top four, try and win a cup, fighting against you know, the, the top four as it used to be when uh, Moyes was the manager. It's now a top six uh, that people talk about a lot now, those big clubs. Not necessarily the top six clubs in the country, but financial power, you'd say, of the top six clubs. Everton have got financial power now a lot more, but it's fighting against those clubs, and that's where he's had success as a manager. And that's why I think he's different to Ancelotti. And I, even though I love Carlo and he only lived around the corner and he was a great uh, ambassador for certainly the Crosby area, I never believed he was an Everton manager for that reason. Uh, I sort of think an Everton manager has to have a real fight and intensity to fight against other clubs. I thought Moyes had that. That sort of you could almost see it on the touchline that burning desire. Yeah. And I think and I know Rafa's got that as a manager. He and he's proven that before, not just in terms of winning, but the clubs he's won for. I think are almost in similar situations to where Everton are now where they feel are just below the leading pack, if you like, and they want to break into that. And uh, I, I don't think there's many other managers out there who've got the CV Rafa's got in terms of doing that with other clubs. What's he like as a man then, Jamie? And as a manager as well. Um, firstly, as a man, what's he like as a person and a human being? He's a good guy. You know, he's, he's been a manager this long. So if he wasn't, I think he'd been run out of town uh, in football uh, circles a long time ago. He's he's not what you'd class as a, a man manager as such. He's a coach. And again, that's where I think he's different to Ancelotti. I always saw Ancelotti as a man manager. He was a lovely fella. You could not like Carlo Ancelotti. But I actually think on the training pitch, the Everton players will learn a lot more from, from Rafa than maybe Carlo. And I might have got that totally wrong. I don't know what Carlo Ancelotti does on the training pitch, but I know from experience with Rafa, he's the coach. I'm sure Duncan will be involved. There may be other people involved, but the main training session will be taken by Rafa Benitez. And I think those players will, will get a lot more on the training pitch than maybe what they've had uh, under the last manager. He improved my game an awful lot. I think he'd be brilliant for the defenders within the club. I think someone like a Ben Godfrey, I think he'll be absolutely, should be delighted with uh, with Rafa Benitez coming in, so I think he can take his game to the next level. I really do. And, uh, yeah, you can see the effect he, I've just mentioned myself, but even the effect he had on Steven Gerrard. At times, a lot of players don't see eye-to-eye with Rafa because he's, he's not the most uh, warm of characters. He, he Basically, for six years, he never I don't think he ever told me I'd played well once. It was always what I could improve and do better, and that's what he'd be like with the with the Everton players, and that used to frustrate the attacking players a little bit more than defenders because... You know, attacking players that normally like an arm around the shoulder. But mm. you actually look at what he did for Fernando Torres, what he did for Steven Gerrard, uh, and how good a players they became with the help of Rafa Benitez. So what are what are his training sessions like, Jamie? And, and as you've just touched on there in, in, the, in the dressing room and around the training grounds, he's not an arm around the shoulder. So is he a teacup thrower? Is he... Is he what's oh, he no, no, no. No, he's a very controlled individual. He won't change too much whether Everton win or lose. And that's, in a way, his strength. You see his reaction, whatever club he's been at. He doesn't celebrate when a goal goes in. I mean, most managers, you know, do, do celebrate and can get emotional at times on the touchline. He, he never gets emotional at all because he feels that, you know, he's he's losing his focus on what needs to be done after. I mean, you see his reaction when Stevie Gerrard scored, I think, the goal against uh, Olympiacos, a famous goal at Anfield. Rafa Benitez, the whole crowd goes, the stadium goes crazy. Rafa Benitez doesn't, doesn't flinch. Uh 
because he's thinking, what do we need to do now for the last few minutes to, to, to get through this game? So he'd be very unemotional, whether whether the Everton fans will, will, will buy into that or what. It'll all come down to results, we know that. Uh, but he's a very tactical manager on the training pitch. There will be sometimes sessions where maybe the players will say, well, I didn't enjoy that, but what am I actually getting from it? And I always think that's that's a tough thing for a coach. It's easy to put training sessions on that the players enjoy. What are they actually learning? And I think a good coach gets that balance quite right. Uh, with Rafa, if you speak to some players, they may say the enjoyment wasn't there as much as they would have liked in terms of maybe playing five-a-sides or games. But everything with Rafa was really structured. And I think you could see that in certainly how we as a team progressed then. And, and I'm sure the, the players of, of other clubs would say the same. Why, what do you think the you've just mentioned Ben Godfrey and the likes there how do you think the Everton fa- players current ones now would feel about the appointment what will the Everton fa- I mean I, I think if, if you're an Everton player let's be honest about it players and managers of clubs do, do not have the emotional connection to clubs like supporters do yeah. so there's no way in the world the, the players are feeling anywhere like the supporters will be doing with Rafa coming because of the Liverpool history I think if you're Ben Godfrey, you've come from Norwich, you've got no real connection to the city. You're looking at that thinking, oh, I want to learn something from Rafa Benitez. I'm sure Calvert-Lewin's thinking the same. You know, all those players should be excited that, you know, Champions League one manager, a manager who's managed all over the world, managed great players, is coming to the club. And I think the way they felt the way when Carlo came in, uh, there was a massive lift at the club, you know, supporters and players spoke so well of him but obviously that was a lot easier because uh, he didn't have the the Liverpool connection so it might be a little bit more difficult for the uh, you know the players and the supporters but I, I'm convinced in, in you know the few months when the season starts no matter what the results are I'm, I'm sure the players will be coming off the chain and be saying they're learning things from Rafa Benitez to become better players be interesting to see if that happens. Well, one thing that was said that our Everton majority shareholder, Farhad Mashiri, explained his decision and process behind appointing uh, Rafa Benitez today. Uh, Farhad Mashiri says he's a proven winner. We are confident his winning mentality will bring success to us at Everton. Now, that's another thing that's been um, a target, so to speak, but he has fell out with a lot of owners in the past, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in his relationship with the owners and um, and the board and, and all the staff around um, Finch Farm. Was he a type of warming character with the staff at, at Liverpool at Melbourne? Oh, yeah, in, in and around the place. We, we know at Liverpool, he had obviously a fallout with, with owners and chief executives at times there. Uh, so, I mean, who knows how, how the relationship will be towards the end of that three years or whether it lasts that long, really, uh, with, with Mashiri and Osmanov's in the background. There's other people there, obviously, Bill Kenwright, Marcel Brand. So it will be an interesting dynamic how that 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 moves forward, how the club moves forward, really. Uh, because obviously you bring a director of football in to almost run the club and then, you know, you bring managers in like Carlo Ancelotti, now Rafa Benitez, who've got, you know, big CVs, possibly big egos, you know, the... You know they, they want to run the show, so it'd be, it'd be really interesting how this, this appointment affects Everton going forward. In terms of the staff at the club, or you're talking about the, you know, the girls in the canteen, or you know, the Tony Sage and all the kitmen lads, yeah. and you know, people like that. Uh, I'm yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they'll get on, they'll all be fine. Is this final one, um, Jamie? What do you think is his priority as soon as he walks in to, to coach these players next week on the 5th of July? What's on his to do list? I think in terms of bringing players in, because you know he's, he's got a, what has he got now six weeks before the season starts. I think, I think the right side of Everton is a problem. 
I'm going to say a problem. I shouldn't say that because Seamus Coleman's you know, been brilliant for Everton and still does a really good job. But there's no doubt I think they need a right full-back and a right-sided player because I don't see Rodriguez playing on that right uh, for, for Rafa Benitez. I'm not sure about that. Even if he's still at the club, maybe he might you know, move in behind uh, you know, Calvert-Lewin if he's still there. But I think the right side is certainly something that, not just Rafa, but I think you know Marcel Brands or Carlo Ancelotti were looking to improve uh, over the summer. So I think that is something that, that sort of stands out. But listen, let's not get away from the fact that he needs to start the season well. There's no doubt about that. It's going to be difficult to get Everton supporters on side. So you, you look at that first game, I think, is it Southampton, Southampton at home? Southampton at home, Southampton at home. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's it's not a bad one, is it? Mm. You know, you look at that and you think, you know, if you could win that first one, then you've got a couple of away games. But, you know, it's, it's if you're picking a side, Southampton wouldn't be far from the top of the list for, you know, your first home game. So it's a, it's a nice one to get started. But... Uh, yeah, I think those bringing those players in. And listen, the home record has been really poor, but the supporters haven't been there. And we all know what Goodison can be like, you know, when the atmosphere is going and, and they're playing front foot football. And front football, for, for me, at Everton, has been, has been aggressive and put people under pressure and getting balls in the box, you know, aligned with some good passing and good, some good football. And they, they need to get, that getting the, the supporters excited because the home form has been so poor, but there's no supporters in there, which didn't help. But I think, uh, yeah, that home form has, has got to be turned around. And I think that right side is something that he'll look to sort of rectify early on. Just just finally, Jamie, it, it's interesting to know, I'll give you the Everton perspective about it, but a couple of Reds who I've spoke to, and obviously he's, he's got this um, legacy at Liverpool wearing all these trophies, and the kinds of gutters that he's gone to Liverpool, sorry, he's gone to Everton. Um, what's your take on that from a Liverpool perspective? I'm not bothered if I'm being totally honest. As I said, it's I'm, I'm you know, I've got my Liverpool hat on, I think, would, would, would I like it if an Everton manager or Man United manager come to Liverpool? I wouldn't. As a Liverpool, so I'd, I'd almost be probably reacting the way the Everton supporters reacting now. So I can't have a go at anyone for that, really. But listen, in in, in terms of my job covering Everton, I'm excited by it. By you know analysing Rafa, it's it's a talking point, and, and I can assure you, Everton will get more collar inches this season than they've ever done with this uh, narrative of Rafa going there. But I do think the Derby games are absolutely massive. Oh yeah, for Rafa Benitez. I do in terms of maybe how he's seen by both sets of supporters in some ways. I mean, is the first one at Goodison or Anfield? Uh, Goodison, I think. Is that Goodison? Okay, well, listen, you, you know the reaction in that ground. If if Liverpool are winning that game and Liverpool fans start chanting Rafa Benitez's name oh. or have a banner for Rafa, oh. you can imagine what that, that place will be toxic. But you can imagine how Liverpool supporters will feel if Everton are winning that game. Yeah. And that'll make them a little bit more frustrated with the decision Rafa's made. So there's no doubt in the next few weeks, social media and WhatsApp groups are going to be getting bombarded. Evertonians are going to be getting bombarded with pictures of Rafa singing, dancing with Liverpool, you know, agent Rafa, all this type of stuff. But And that'll continue until the derby game. And I think the, the derby game could make or break it either way. <laughs> Depends on what, uh, what goes on. Oh, it's going to be an absolutely fascinating couple of weeks. <laughs> Jamie, do you know what? You've almost, almost sold them to me. You, I bet you were in the interview. I bet you were in the interview with him with Ian Machine and you spent <laughs> bet you, wasn't it? Selling it to him. You've almost sold it to me, but it just seems surreal, doesn't it? When you're looking at pictures of him with the Everton scarf, it just—I don't know. Yeah, Everton, Liverpool fans, it just looks right, does it? 
it doesn't quite look right at this moment. But that, that can all change, as I say, with results. But I do think the Derby games are huge because I think I think Rafa could do it, but could sort of get get it back to what David Moyes was, was doing when it was really challenging the top four, getting into Europe. And you've got to hope Rafa's ability in one-off games, which is a speciality. And, you know, you look at his European record in terms of a, an FA Cup or the Carabao Cup for Everton can make the difference because that's what Everton have got to be. It's very difficult for Everton now to really get in the top four or really, you know, challenge for the title. It's about can they have consistent European football, Europa League, and challenge for the domestic cups. That's that's in the you know the the entry, if you like, for Rafa Benitez. And almost I always feel Everton should be looking at clubs like you know a Leipzig or a, you know a Seville or you know those type of clubs or certainly a Seville who do really well in the Europa League and try and be that team consistently in that. And try and challenge, you know, in cup competitions. And I don't think you've got, you know, taking away the Liverpool angle of it. I think the guy is the best, uh, you know, man for the job in terms of trying to, you know, bring that back to Everton. Be interesting to see what happens over the first couple of months of the season. Jamie, it's been a pleasure as always, and we'll get you on for that Merseyside derby, no doubt. <laughs> I'm keeping my head down for that. <laughs> oh, pleasure as always, Jamie. And if you like more Everton podcast, your device, as I said at the top of the show, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon channel or we're on our website. Thank you very much for tuning into this special All Together Now podcast with Jamie Carragher. Rafa Benitez becomes Everton manager. Thank you very much for tuning in to the All Together Now podcast.